Restoring Heroes, Real Biblical Manhood in a Counterfeit World. And you are with me on my lunch break. Hey, I have something to say real fast. I just wanted you to know, you know, do you know you know, you know. So, I've been, um, along with reading the book, Four Pillars of a Man, uh, Four, uh, Four Pillars of a Man's Heart by Stu Weber, um, which I finished. I, uh, I was also reading a book called Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. It's an old, old book, one of the classics. If you don't know this book, you should you should definitely read it. Um, but in the book, there's this man going on a journey away from uh, the city of destruction. He reads the book, um, which is the Bible, and he gets a burden that he he closes it like to the point where he couldn't stand being a not his family was getting on his nerves but he had to go get relief for the burden so he begs his family to come with him to go uh, on this journey um to the celestial city um or heaven or wherever you uh, wherever you want to call it it's it's a you know it's allegory so um on this journey is a whole lot of stuff that happens in this book you should really read it but there's this one part where a christian and his friend faithful uh, meets ignorance um which is another character and ignorance um was a character who thought um that he could walk the walk or walk the journey on uh, the path they were on without really doing um, it the way the book told him to. So he was a, a man that thought that the way that Christian and faithful um, interpreted the scriptures was taking it way too far, way too out of whack. Um, that it wasn't necessary to take things that far. Um, not only was ignorant was like that, but talkative was like that too, uh, which was another character. Which talkative was a guy who lived a totally different life than what he talked about. He was a guy who um, will talk a good game, but his words were super hollow. Um, that he he didn't really he just he was able to talk about theology, talk about these things, and never have any action uh, to go with it. But let me talk about ignorance. So at the end, um, towards the end of the book or whatever, um, I'm not spoiling it for you, but it comes to a point when ignorance gets to a gate, and he knocks on the door, and the master of the gate or Jesus did not recognize ignorance. See, this whole time, ignorance didn't get um, uh, his, his book, his, um, I think they call it papers or whatever, or your, your certificate, which is basically like your book in the Lamb's Book of Life. I mean, your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. He didn't get a certificate. He didn't get none of that because he didn't feel it was necessary to follow the book that closely. He thought his feelings and what he felt and what he, he thought the easy way he thought all that was gonna work out for him because he believes the way 
um, with such conviction as Christian and faithful that he was going to be able to get the reward of Christian and faithful. But Christian and faithful were following the word, were following the book. Um, as closely they failed, as close as they knew how, but it just wasn't going on the convictions um, or their their feelings. They were going on the the righteous path and what what the book said. So let me get to the point. I said all that to say there are men that are walking the path of ignorance. And what I mean by that, there are men that because they had um, a, a tough experience because because they had a, uh, 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 you know, certain things, they are walking a path of of ignorance by not following the word of God to not to a T because we're going to be imperfect, but not following the word of God. They feel they can neglect the fellowship. Um, the Bible says, do not forsake the fellowships of yourselves together. They feel that church is unnecessary. Um, there are men that feel that church, because church, because they read a couple of books, because they heard probably a John, uh, John Piper sermon or a Paul Washer sermon that they can ignore and not really pay attention to the local church um, and get into the community and change the community. They feel because their church is not tickling their fancy the way they feel they need to be tickled. They feel that they can talk bad about the church in a sly way, though. They say things like, well, the church ain't really for for a man's man. Um, the church are full of weak people or the church are, but you part of the church. So if they full of weak people, that means you weak. And yes, the church is full of weak people because when we're weak, he is strong. Man, we have to step up and not, man, we can't live like that. Um, and it's, it's riling me up because we are the church. We're supposed to be protecting the, the, the church because we are the church. If we, if you want a program at your church, you go study and you go do it and you go talk to your pastor and make sure you're qualified to run it. Don't bad mouth the church, the whole church, man. There's people listening to us. There's people listening to our Instagram posts. There's people listening to our Facebook posts. There's people listening to our YouTube channel. There's people listening to us. And we can't create another generation of jaded men who fall away from the church. We don't do that. We protect the church. We build a wall like, like in Nehemiah. We protect the church and we do the work to make sure the church is built up and edified. That's what we're supposed to do as men. As Christian followers of the Lord, of Jesus Christ, we're supposed to do that. And I don't care about offending nobody. I don't care about none of that. I care about your souls. And we cannot, in one hand, say the church is not doing the right thing. In the other hand, say we want the church. Be the leader that you want to see. If you don't see it, study to show yourself approved. And then become that leader. Fall. Make mistakes. Fail. Do it wrong, then get corrected, then do it again, and keep on going. That's the call of men. That's the call of men to cultivate, to, to nurture. That's the call of men to dominate, to do have dominion over. But not to sit back and complain because our churches don't have the things that we want or they don't sing the worship music. Listen to your own music. 
They don't have their list. They don't read the Bible that we, the, the, and they don't do the data. Then why don't you do it? Why don't you take a bunch of men, take them to your house and, and have a Bible study under your pastor's approval? Why don't you do that? Why don't you show your son, your daughter, your wife how to lead under authority? Because we all have to submit under God. And then we have to have a preacher to submit against unless God has called you to be the preacher. But we're not. I don't I don't do this two faced it. Talk about the church and then not come up with solutions. That's not man stuff. That's not hero stuff. That's villain stuff. When we don't do villain stuff in Christianity, we don't help the devil fight. We don't punch ourselves in the face. We don't do that. We don't walk the path of ignorance. The Bible says, do not forsake the fellowship of yourselves together. Do not. The Bible says it's important. It's not good for man to be alone. And he wasn't just talking about a sexual relationship with a woman. It's not good for a man to be alone. The Bible says a, a cord of three strands is stronger. Two heads are better than one. Like all these things is not good. Jesus Christ even had 12 people that he rode with. And one of them was Satan. One of them was a devil. Man, we got to do better. And that's all I got to say about that. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. And be strong. Woo!